0: zine, everybody hope everybody's doing good hope everybody had a happy holidays a lot of holidays happening during this time and new year is to come for the western world i don't know who else celebrates maybe pat knows i don't know who else celebrates new year's <laughs> um, a great time and happy holiday so um wanted to start to kind of talk, I know twin flames is such a popular term at this point and everybody's talking about it. Um, you know, there are individuals who are using the more shadow side of the twin flame narrative, which is um, kind of leaving people in this wounded space and not healing. So we kind of wanted to talk about the healing side of the twin flame and, and what that really means and eventually offer trainings to individuals Um, particularly women who are in a specific role of the twin flame scenario um, to help them heal parts of themselves so that they can um, fully learn to love themselves and start to really understand why they are experiencing the twin flame scenario, which is to live purpose, right? And to live your purpose and to bring this new rising paradigm into reality Um, but from a hill hill place. So it's kind of what I wanted to talk about. Um, And then um, Pam, did you have anything to say about that before we just kind of jump in?
1: Um, uh,
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, happy holidays for sure. Um, It's been nice to kind of slow down and be in this in-between space of Christmas and New Year's for sure. Um, No, I think we've definitely have talked about wounded and wounded and wounded <laughs> energies, you know, masculine and feminine, twin flame, like whatever. Um egos, all of the things. So I think definitely moving forward from that and um looking at the healed aspect is really important because again, there's stages that, you know, take place and there's an evolutionary process there. Um, so even I'm kind of currently getting downloads of like, what's next for this new, um, gateway threshold that I've entered. Um, so yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's definitely, definitely a lot to talk about for sure. For sure. <laughs> I know it's a topic you go on forever with, right. Um, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice.
0: <laughs> so, um, y- So basically I think the, the, a lot of the reason typically we do these on Tuesdays, but I was off on vacation doing a bunch of stuff and having fun and exploring life. Um, and it was amazing, but you know, I think with Pam and I, we've really, um, really have honed in on, you know, what is the narrative? How do we fit into this uh, new dialogue? What is it that we want to create? How do we want to partner? Um, and a lot of it, started that you know her and I have similar ideas about life we can both see kind of the same vision um, and everything seemed to align perfectly and we what I thought and, and I think maybe what she thought at the beginning was that you know this our partnership as sacred sisters was just the visions that we were seeing and I think that it was actually um, not until I woke up and realized this whole twin flame scenario—that it was actually the fact that we are twin flames and have a divine purpose um, to bring this new kind of partnership between men and women back to the earth to restore that sacred bond of men and women having partnership—and and that's how her and I really started to go. Okay, and the yin yang symbol really is that partnership between these forces. Now, the problem being. And I don't want to say the problem, but I think the misconception happens that the twin flame is a sacred union of man and women coming together and, I don't know, having a relationship intimately and all that. And that's not really the goal of the twin flame per se. I mean, it can be but it's not necessarily the end goal. The end goal is to manifest and create the vision for a new earth and, and do it in partnership and harmony with both balanced male, female um, individuals. And so wanted to kind of talk about that because the healing part of it is really this, it's kind of a, it's harmonious. There's, I don't know, maybe Pam can kind of talk about it, but what what's happened with us, I want to kind of talk about what's happened with us and why this kind of came to my mind of like a topic is that naturally, when I did my own internal healing, naturally, when I focused on loving myself and healing the feminine and masculine energies internally, naturally magnetized, you know, a counterpart person or masculine energy, right? that, um, we can gel together, you know, and there's no talk of being together. It's not a, a, a sexual union. It's not an intimate union. It's a union of bringing vision back to the world, bringing this, um, leadership back into the world, um, this partnership, this, um, understanding and, and being fully able to communicate and feel safe with each other, which is something that's not happening as much these days. There's not a lot of trust and a lot of, (laughs) right. We have all this other dialogue going on, but to experience the healed part of it, um, it's such a beautiful place to be. And oh, that's not to say shit doesn't show up.
1: Excuse my language, right? We all oh no, human. it definitely does. <laughs> <laughs> I, I consider it speed bumps. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, okay. Yes, and it triggers, bumps. yeah, it's like, oh crap. Okay, this is new terrain. This feels like I got to slow down and take caution. And take <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's all this new terrain. Because of, of, that in oh, itself that is, that is scary. Itself. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It is the never ending battle, um, you know, but and does it doesn't, it could be a battle or it could be, um, you know, an opportunity to uh, dig deeper into your own um, wounds and heal also. And it could be an opportunity for uh, growth. Um, but growth is so uncomfortable, right? It feels like a mm. battle. Trust me. I know <laughs> all too well, we know all too well, right? We're, we're all human. Nobody escapes it. We know that, um, I don't care who you are, <laughs> the wealthiest to the poorest people, you know, we're all, in, we're all in it together. Um, but the twin flame is such a powerful narrative and, um, you know, we know that there's some misuse of it and that's going to happen, of course. Um, but the healed part of it, you know, the sacredness of it, joining forces and recognizing how to how to partner. Um, and part of it is like feeling like first of all, healing yourself, but also providing a space for men to um, really tap into the emotional part of their their self because that's been closed off for so long, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: and give them the space to have those moments without seeing them as weak because that's not weakness. Um, and I think that's something that's been kind of dictated to the masses, right? It's like never show that sign and, and, and it's become so hardened. Now, I believe that, you know, taking on that warrior spirit has a purpose and a place for sure, right? Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but, but there's also that, let's heal from that experience as well. And, and it's hard. And I was talking to Pam earlier about, you know, men coming in and having these, you know, this hardness, uh, but also being able to be soft when they're, when they can and and trusting that the women are gonna hold them um, and allow that to, for them to maneuver through that so that then they can do what they need to do, um, which is focus on the external world Mm -hmm. um and the manifestation right so yeah it's kind of like this healing force back and forth um what do you have to say pam do you have anything to add or what are your thoughts
1: um well listen i guess it's to me like the power right it's like a power control thing between the the masculine and feminine um Mm -hmm. because when you think about like the wounded energies right the the feminine can be um Manipulative and and cold, and so it's hard it's hard for a man to um I think get into a vulnerable space and let down his guard if he knows like you know it's being received b- by that type of energy, and it's the same thing for the feminine, right like she can't open up and be vulnerable um and nurturing if she doesn't feel like that's, her, like, that's in a safe space, so I think it goes both ways for sure. And it comes down to power because in that sense, like the masculine feels like castrated maybe in a sense by the feminine, you know, like all of his power is taken away. And then for the feminine, again, it's like, I have no identity. I have no voice. Like I have no purpose outside of like just being your property, Um, you know? And so it's about... do we feel, we feel empowered with our own skills and gender roles and abilities um, um, and still have, that, and harmony still have that harmony and hold that space for each other?
0: Uh-huh. You yeah.
1: know, and this is what... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's just what it was I was thinking about while you were talking.
0: Mm-hmm. And there's this principle that we use in Tai Chi, right? And I don't know how many of you guys have done Tai Chi out there. Um, and you know i talk about kung fu quite a bit but um i love the tai chi so tai chi symbol is the yin yang and um and when you're doing we do something called sticky hand sparring in tai chi where we are blindfolded and in our blindfoldedness we are touching each other um by our forearms and we're the, the idea behind it, which I love, and this is kind of a principle that you could think of in the, in the partnership or relationship is that you're huddling an egg between you two and, and you can't drop the egg, right? So that's kind of the analogy of, of the sticky hand is that you don't want to drop the egg, but you don't want to be too forceful and you don't want to be too soft. So you're constantly feeling each other. Mm. Um, The idea behind sticky hand sparring is that when you're feeling each other and somebody moves in one direction, you're not using force to stop that movement. You're actually flowing with it. Mm. Right. And so Tai Chi um, is the one system that doesn't have any blocks in it. Um, It's all yielding. It's all yielding and, and there's no blocking. It's all yielding to everything. Right. So it's like your water um and you're being fluid but you're also feeling when someone's too hard and, and if the thing between tai chi what i love in in the partnership it's a partnership right that you're feeling is that you can tell when you become too hard and and you just and it, the momentum stops the movement stops right and and it's funny because even in tai chi they'll be like oh that person was too hard but really it was you being too hard And so it just really gives you this skill of what the partnership between the two energies feels like. Mm -hmm. And so you're moving and flowing together harmoniously, you know, and then if a strike comes in, you're yielding it. You're not putting your force against it. And that's what made Tai Chi such a powerful system because it redirected the force back. And so, um, so Tai Chi is a really good example of you know, how we can be harmonious in our relationships with each other, not just men and women, but women and women, you know, like that, because there's this beautiful balance between the soft and the hard. You're never too hard and you're never too soft, Mm. but you're coddling an egg without making it drop. So you're not forcing yourself and you're not letting go either to let it drop. You know, you're just kind of sticking and flowing together. Now, how that happens in partnership with you know a man in a relationship and, and i was talking to pam and i'm like we don't even know how to communicate people want to go Break. out <laughs> and be married and have these families and you know marriages and, and and all this stuff and men and women you know at this point especially in the western world to don't to even each know other. How, we can't <laughs> even talk to each other like you know there's a power struggle it's it, it's like we don't even have great communication skills with each other which right. is kind of sad right it's a sad thing um can't
1: understand each other that's the biggest thing and not even talk to each other but like you know how common is it for men to be like i just don't get women i don't understand you know like they don't understand our emotions and and all those things and in the same with us we don't understand like their logical thinking and you know why does it take six months to get something done when we ask for a project to happen now you know like yeah, those years. Ser- stereotypical uh-huh. kind of uh-huh. you know relationship things that um, come up but for sure uh-huh. how, like how do we see each other and how do we feel seen and heard by each Absolutely. other you know yeah and how and I think the biggest thing because you know we
0: do talk about like you know men are women are becoming too masculine and men are becoming too feminine and 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 it's the result of the narrative and the pressures that have been put in these roles. You can't put a person into a box in a role and expect that it's going to stay there. Like that we cannot be defined by roles and all that. Like our essence, our internal essence doesn't have a definitive definition of, of what we are. Right. It's like, we are ever changing, but on the external, right? Where we have gender, right? Where we have this external, you either have the anatomy of a, a woman or the anatomy of a man. And oftentimes rarely there's both, right? Or um, androgynous, I believe. Um, yeah. but, but still we see that the external, right? The external piece of it, it's like, manifestation of the external of ideologies don't do not work because it's not harmonious right it's like this unbalanced one or the other it's like uh the control thing or the power thing right it's like uh you know the men have to be hard and the women have to be soft and 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 it's like no no man is ever soft i'm like that's like not true we can that's not even how it works internally like we have both this but we've for so long talked about, you know, men, women be masculine, but we haven't really addressed how men are seeking softness. Mm. And, and I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, why we see too these men are going towards more like wanting to become feminine because they're not getting from women, you know, and, and society, the ability to express their emotional state of being so you know it's like well then i'll just become a woman and then no one will make me wrong for feeling emotional you know what i mean it's like let me let me dress up as a woman so i can then experience this soft side that i can't express unless i am a woman it's okay for us to be that way even though we're called crazy but it's like oh that's just the way women are you know and i feel like the healing part is allowing men like giving men that space to to be vulnerable with us and not see them as fragile or weak like that's and that's a part that i don't think women talk about as much either you know what i mean it's like these men have been holding on to so much war and and fighting and control and power and i mean that's got to break somebody eventually right i mean you can't anger, and then just pushing down all of the pain, all of the suffering. And now it's coming spewing out, you know what I mean? And it's, it's yeah. revealing itself the way it is externally. So the internal wounds will express themselves externally, you know, and then we try to fix them externally. And that's not how this gets done. It has to be an internal job. Um, right. Absolutely. Yeah. So for the healing, the tw- that's why I say twin flame healing, because the healing is not about us going out and figuring out how to solve this externally. It's really a big, huge internal job mm-hmm. to get that done. Yeah. Um, what do you have to say, Pam?
1: Well, I mean, in regards to the twin thing, fl- twin flame thing specifically, I would say like, that's the whole point too of the journey, right? Is... Um, to spark all of these unhealed wounds and triggers and traumas it's to do that intentionally (laughs) so so when you when (laughs) your soul is expressing and experiencing that twin flame journey there's stages there's roles you know there's a divine orchestration that happens um so i think just even emotionally separating from that and recognizing like okay like my soul signed up for this experience and this mission. It's not about other people. It's not so much about the world. Um, You know, it's not having like all these things happen to me. It's about everything coming to happen for you, you know, as hard as that can can be. It's definitely about growing and evolving. And so so I think just finding a place to embrace the wounds, Finding that um, space to feel safe, to go within, to look at yourself. Um, you know what I mean? A step yeah. away from other people. And then looking like, yeah, your own internal feminine or masculine or whatever and and recognizing like, where am I in this, like um, where am I out of balance, right? Whereas there, like, there's no equilibrium there. Um, but I was also thinking like the workplace too, when you were talking, like, that was really dominant. dominant. So thinking about, like, men all day, day. even women, right, all day out in the workforce, and you have to, Mm -hmm. like, be something that you're not in a way. You can't show emotions. Like we're not set up to deal with like a nervous breakdown or anxiety, panic attacks, you know what I mean? You have to be completely, uh, professional, completely professional and but, mask okay. any sense of emotion in the workplace. So uh-huh. when you're doing that 40 hours a week, which is the majority uh-huh. you know, of your day is gonna be in your work environment. And then you come home and if you are alone and if you're single and you don't have people around you, like there's no experience for growth and in communication, right, and problem solving and all of those things, um, and so. But if you are and you do have family and you're coming home to, again, it's like everybody's energies and days, you know, and things being triggered to bring up the healing, and we're just so not even aware or attuned to like the bigger structure of it. So we're just thinking life sucks, or <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Like, Mm. Uh, or just staying um, in relationships that we shouldn't be in, not recognizing this was just to teach me this about myself. This was just to meant to show me this part of my wounded self that needed to set boundaries and heal and grow and evolve. And instead we clutch on and we hold on um, because there's one good aspect or something feels nice or you know what I mean? And, and so then we cause our own suffering by having illusions and attachments. Um, and that can take years to recognize and break through, you know what I mean, realistically. Um, but I think the biggest thing about the whole spiritual like awakening, right? The whole existential crisis too, um, is that's what really like the dark night of the soul is really what sparks you into that awakening, into that you know, conscious awareness of self. Um, so I think sometimes just even working with that, that, you know, space (laughs) can really teach teach you a lot about I needed this life altering moment, you know, this moment of chaos, everything falling apart, um, all this pain and suffering, like I needed that in this phase because it ended this one section of my life and allowed a new chapter to begin. And and even that little bit of healing that takes place in those moments allows a new phase where we can break the cycles, right? Where we can then learn from that and apply our wisdom now so we don't have to like keep being the same person, right? Like this is where we do grow and evolve because now we're applying the wisdom and we're doing things differently. And so the biggest thing is catching on to the ego, I think, and how your ego is wired and programmed. It doesn't want to feel bad about itself in any way. It does not want to look and see itself like as a bad person or, you know, an ugly soul, you know, any of that just pleasure. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Like, I know. I always go to the acorn theory for this because I really love yeah. it. And I, I, you know, it's like the soul
0: doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Sorry, right. you're cussing. I really darkness. like to cuss these days, okay? I'm trying to get over it. But <laughs> the soul does not care where the ego does. And an ego death, but then an ego death is really hard. And I think as adults, right, as we're growing, you know, I don't know if the next generation will already be hardwired. I think some of them are already hardwired for um, this concept, right? The twin flame concept, the rising of the new leadership, the new earth, all that kind of stuff of of what is to come because we're going through such a paradigm shift, right? It's like, um, but as we grow as adults, naturally we go through an existential crisis naturally we go through an ego death where we're like what the hell am i doing you know and then people go off the rockers during this time because there's obviously no ritual or rite of passage um, to move us through that next stage of our life but it really is that ego identification where we no longer we know that we no longer are our ego and we are trying to understand why the ego is, you know, what's happening. And, and it's really this ego is like the soul's like trying to hear through and be like, yo, I'm in control here, not your ego. And, and so then it's like this confusion if you haven't been spiritually grounding yourself to meet your spirit, right? Where ego and spirit can sort of balance themselves out. Um, It can be Mm -hmm. very detrimental for a human being to go through. Like that's such a huge, huge aspect. And it's an aspect of the twin flame. We have to go through that to really understand where we're from. And part of it was like, I'm still on, you know, the idea that twin flames are not about being with that person. Like, I don't even believe that at this point anymore. And it's something that I think I want to research a little bit more into, but I believe that the narrative um was there to help us recognize or awaken the dormant part of us that mm-hmm. that wasn't wasn't awake right so if your yeah. masculine energy um was there but your feminine was kind of more dormant like they triggered that so that you could wake that part of you up so you can heal yes. um but not necessarily that that you have to be with the individual because again externally you're thinking On the external, and so you know the healing part is recognizing that hey, you have everything inside of you. Like you're you're powerful, you're 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 magnificent. And then as you heal and you recognize the the wounded parts of yourself that you're healing, masculine, feminine, whatever. What naturally emerges, and I know you're going to agree with me 100 on this Pam, is what emerges is an actual external manifestation of your internal feeling Mm -hmm. about how you how you wish to be treated or how you're treating yourself yeah actually internally and that masculine energy will show up in the external it's it's but it's not the opposite right it's not i go look for that no and then i'm gonna bring it in it's i become it and then it shows up yes and and that's the difference right you have Mm -hmm. to become it you have to be it and and that's the confusion with people that's the healing they're not doing is that they're 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 trying to heal through another person the masculine and i was doing that you know and i've recognized that too and it took a friend to like open my eyes and i was like oh shit, i get it like it just like clicked for me and i just kind of laughed and i was like okay you know if if i'm seeking to understand what a healthy masculine energy is like, then I'm seeking it externally. But Mm -hmm. if I'm being it and teaching myself how to be that protector and, and, and of me feel that, well, it's naturally, it's going to show up externally on the external world. It's just, and so it's that, you know what I mean? It's pretty crazy how that works. I mean, that's the art of manifestation, but, but, you know, we forget and there's parts of us that don't know.
1: Right. Um, and that's the whole concept of as within, perfect. so without, as above, yep. so below, for sure. That's correct, yeah. Like and our yours, ancestors but. told us, <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. When you're looking for relationships and you're like, yeah, it's coming, like you were talking earlier about the flowing with water and yielding and like surrendering, right. Um, when you're going at everything and you're trying to make it happen because you just have this desire, this want, or this need, like then it's forceful and it's not going to, or you're just going to end up with karmic situations, um, of lessons you've already gone through and things you, you know, like you've already should have mastered and rather than find yourself repeating. Um, mm-hmm. but I think, yeah, I like think you are well, just focus on focus you, on and you. Your, then it naturally, naturally. Like, naturally arrives. And that's that's definitely what happened to me. And I wasn't <laughs> expecting it or looking or, you know, experiencing it. And it was like this perfect, you know, mirror. Um, not even like my opposite in a way, but like a mirroring kind of person that like yeah, is completely aligned and shows me like all of the healing like that I've done with you know what I mean? It's like the just on the same path and vibration and journey. So it's definitely you know, it comes down to patience is the biggest thing. And, and there you go, like that in itself, like the themes of healing the ego with patience because the soul doesn't see time or consider time like we do. So that can be a really hard thing to, to like try and heal and master is patience. For sure,
0: for sure. And what so once, so once you kind of go through this healing practice, you start like, it, it is that the natural essence of your internal healed self will manifest ex- on the external in a, in a partnership with women and men. And, and so both like, because, yeah. you know, people tend to think, Oh, well, it's mad. You know, we go back to that all the time. It's not about, you know, relationship, but the beauty of it. And I'm seeing it in real time. Um, which to me is, is quite magnificent, right? It's like, And, and yes, there was a lot of patience, right? I've spent a a lot of time working on healing myself so that I can then bring to life a vision that was gifted to me, right? That was gifted. And that vision has been gifted to many people. Um, and, and it takes the healing, right? It takes us actually going through the healing process to be able to receive the vision and then actually do something with the vision.
1: Right. And that's
0: what I think with the twin flame, that the twin flame is a collective vision. Mm-hmm. It is an archetype that is talking to us. That is, you know, I feel like it's one of the archetypes. I don't know that it'll be the only archetype that emerges Um, out of our need to heal these uh, wounds that have been circulating, these old narratives, right? It's like a a narrative. I don't want to say it's the narrative because, um, you know, I think we're going to see a bunch of of communities um, trying to figure it out, right? We see that there's these people trying to figure out what's next. Yeah, You know, as this world is kind of going up in shambles in a way, you know, we see that the tower's coming and, you know, the ones that are spiritually awake see it. We know it. We're not afraid of it. Um, but we're preparing to develop something sacred and new. And one of the scenarios and one of the narratives is the twin flame. It's an archetype that's asking to emerge. Um, so the vision itself doesn't come specifically from, um, Oh, I hope the sacred vision. No, the vision is going to be given to a bunch of people and eventually those people will collectively come together to create, um, and to, to say, okay, it's time to build something new. Um, and the twin flame scenario for me is, uh, such a powerful archetype. Um, and, and, Particularly because I think it's the symbol of the yin yang, right? And the yin yang is a ancient symbol that's asking to, it's the archetypal pattern that's asking to emerge, you know, within, within us, you know, within certain individuals, like I said, and, and that's why we, I think there's a lot of individuals who are, you know, hearing the call of the twin flame. And that's why it's becoming so popularized. But of course, people will bastardize it and use it to gain control. But when you think about the symbol of the yin yang, there is no control. It's perfect balance and harmony. So at any point that a person is feeling that there's this controller hierarchy it's it's not the twin flame scenario that's not the archetype that's emerging it's like masking it's like a. I think archetypes will mask themselves through like these other things and then they'll sh- reveal what they really are kind of like the trickster right yeah it just a it's just like <laughs> yeah so it's like yeah i'm pretending to be the twin flame archetype Absolutely. but really i'm leading you to this other thing you know what i mean yeah um you know so the twin flame um scenario um and the vision is something i think that grows exponentially and can grow exponentially to be honest with you because you know i think about you and i and where we started and and knowing and then as soon as we started saying we need to honor the men and bring them in men started to emerge right which is and healed men men who are seeing the vision like we are which is pretty cool right so you know from one came two from two came four right? right and then and so on and so forth right and so um seeing that that has emerged and and being able to to work with that energy um and then to grow it and expand it is really i mean such a powerful experience right and and hopefully people can get there hopefully more of the world is um working and especially the ones that are filling the twin flame calling that they're able to be led down a path that shows them what the true narrative is and what's happening what what archetypal pattern is showing up yeah and, and why 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 do we even have this energy coming to us, right? Why is it trying to tell us something?
1: What's the purpose, right? Right, what is the
0: purpose? (laughs) Right, 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 what is the purpose? And you know, I think, um, so, you know, a lot for me, the purpose is that, you know, it's, um, we're at a time where um, humanity um, can survive and continue. Um, or they can not, right? (laughs) It's like, we'll go extinct one day. You know what I mean? Humans won't last forever and ever and ever. You know, there's going to be a point where humans go extinct just like any species. Um, but I don't think we're just done yet. Um, yeah and i think the my what i believe is that the purpose of the twin flame scenario is to create a new earth you know and and create it on the model of harmony and peace now will it stay that way no because for whatever reason, humans like to go off kilter. <laughs> they don't like <laughs> to stay balanced. They just don't. It's like repeated through history. <laughs> right.
1: right. Yeah. We
0: want, through, we want to go through extremes. We don't want to be per- perfectly balanced. <laughs>
1: right. The universe definitely goes through its planet, um, its cycles and whatnot, right, of death and rebirth and for sure. So, <laughs> so the solar system will like collapse in on itself or something, I'm sure. <laughs> But, you know,
0: and, and and if we look at the balance and harmony, we are living in this perfect sort of balance though. It it takes just one thing, even the way that the cosmos and everything is, is kind of, you know, there's this like perfect balance of like expansion or contraction or expansion. And they think that the universe expands, but if it expands too much, it won't exist. So it's like, there is this harmony. We it is constantly, but it does go through growing pains to find that balance too. So it's just this weird concept. But I feel like you know, we are the we are the um torch bearers of the twin flame archetype. That's that's how I see us.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. In leadership, leadership. In paradigm.
0: Uh-huh you know, and, 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 it's the twin flame paradigm. And that's the one that I particularly, you know, if we talked about soul contracts, I would say it is the one that I signed up for. Um, it is is the one I, I signed up for because there's so much connection to yin, yang, Kung Fu, um, Tai Chi, you know, all the internal arts that, that these monks, you know, the, the monks were the, the carriers of this ancient wisdom. They were the ones who joined, um, you know, cause Kung Fu itself wasn't intended for martial uh, purposes. It, it didn't start that way. They were just monks, you know what I mean? And, and a little bit of the story um, just to bring Kung Fu in just a little bit, but <laughs> the story, because it is such a profound thing for the twin flame scenario. When you think about it, like honestly, um, is that, you know, there was a, 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 monastery of monks and, um, Damo who was actually Indian. So people don't really realize this. They think that, you know, Kung Fu was totally Chinese and it wasn't, um, it started off with an Indian, his name was Damo and he was going through China. He was traveling and he came across a monastery and he was trying to teach people these like yoga kind of practices and, and stuff like that. And and he came across these monks who were so out of shape because they were just sitting there meditating. Right. And so they're just like, they're out of shape, not very healthy, but he teaches, um, you know, uh, the i Ching, Ching which is, you know, dynamic tension and he gets them in shape Mm. And and eventually they start to practice and eventually they start to observe nature, um, and try to be nature, become nature, right. Become one with the elements be so, um, and, and kind of what happened is they were looking how to harmonize with nature, which is what I see the twin flame scenario. Right. But they were, they were Buddhist and Taoist before anything else, believe it or not, which is kind of crazy. Right. Um, Hey Moedic, how are you? <laughs> I'm glad you're on, I haven't seen you in a while. Um, well, I see you on Facebook. <laughs> well, I see you on Facebook quite a bit. <laughs> um, but they were looking for this complete balance, right? Of like, how do we balance um, this? And how do we become harmonious with nature? How do we become one with nature? Um, and I miss you too. We do, um, so you know, we actually do podcasts on Tuesday. Now, I don't know if you're busy or if you have work or do what, you, what you're doing. But um, we do them on Tuesday. And it's Pam and I now. So we've just been doing that um, uh, every Tuesday, if we can. It's been a little, we've skipped Well, Pam actually held the fort for us. Um, right. but um, But yeah, so, and then the balance between the two, right? And so that is why I feel... Um, you know, when you think about Tai Chi and all this, you know, is, um, you know, this balance between the feminine and masculine energies, but it's harmonious and it's an internal thing, right? Like Tai Chi is an internal art, um, that teaches you how to balance. But then you, again, when I was talking about like the sticky hands party, then you join with a partner to start to sense the external world, but your eyes are closed, right? You're not. You're not looking at them, you're feeling them, you're sensing them, you know? And so the system itself does lend to a development of a twin flame community of what it would look like, right? Of what it could potentially be, um, because the practices and principles, um, you know that come with the with the twin flame vision right what are those and and how do you build a community that's healed in harmony right how do you take people through that transfor transformative process and bring them to a place where they love themselves fully and they're in balance and harmony within themselves right so that they can then drive the vision, right? Because it's beyond Mm. sexual energy, but there is, and, and, and I know we talked about earlier, there is a sexual component to it if you want it to be. Of course, the monks were so focused on enlightenment, Um, you know, I can't say they never. I don't know. I'm not going to claim to say that they never had sex because I don't know. (laughs) Um, I would, in my in my utopian mind, they didn't. They were pure. (laughs) They were. (laughs) They were able to transmute that dantian energy, which is like your lower chakra energy, into like pure potential or whatever. But who knows, right? I don't know. Maybe they were. Maybe they were. I don't have a clue. Um. But the sexual energy is very important, but that's like later. Like, how do we start to communicate? Like, what are your thoughts, Pam, on that? Like, how do we begin to heal, like, that communication between men and women?
1: Um, well, I really thought the whole concept of the nonviolent mm-hmm. communication mm-hmm. was really important. Yeah. Um, just learning, 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 learning like learn how to, learn to speak and express our, and needs, our needs, needs and our wants. And that's the and basic that's the thing. Basic like our voice. Like um, you know, automatically you know, set automatic stage, stage, stage for if we're gonna be, to be, in the be stage. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> and then our fears, we hide our <laughs> fears here. behind our word choice. Mm-hmm. Um or you know, like our desires or whatever. Like we can't like vulnerability, right? Vulnerability becomes a block. So we have to again just start feeling like, feeling safe, like safe in ourselves and in our yeah. partnerships, friendships, you know, family dynamics, whatever. Because again, it's not about boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, husband, wife kind of you know things. It's about just connecting and, and talking in general. So I think it's about just being very simplistic and outspoken about like this is what I need from you, and this is like why. You know, like rather than mind games and manipulation and, you know, all the insecurities all the that we mask through our communication.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, I'm going to get vulnerable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it takes a lot of time. For some people, it's like a lifetime, right? It's it, yeah. it's a hard thing for people to be vulnerable, um, and and the practice, and then authentic, right? I know a lot of those practices and principles were part of like my training as when I was going through my life, you know, life coach training and stuff like that. Is you know these practices of of being authentic and and being vulnerable and what that looks like, and um you know, and I think dialogues between men and women is, is completely important. Like being able to hear, you know, and really generously listen to what the other person, what the other sexes are saying. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. what are you, what are you saying? What is the underlying reason for that? And where is it coming from? Like, what is your state of being in that moment? Like, how are you internally, right? And, and and where is the essence of that coming from, right? Because, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's funny how much we say we're not like emotionally driven when that's really all that we are is emotionally. We kind of are like, all, like if we didn't have emotions and senses, we would just be a blob of nothing, right? You exactly. have to feel, yeah. you have to sense things. I'm like, so I'm like, I'm not emotional. Like, what are you talking about? You have to be. You have to be in order to survive. Even, uh, you know, anger, fear, frustration, and all that is emotion. Right. You know, you're just giving some kind of a, um, well, if you're crying, that's emotional. But if I'm angry, that's not emotional. No, they're all emotions, actually. (laughs) You're you're expressing something internally, right? And so understanding, you know, it'd be very powerful to um, have, um, you know, have, this like dialogue between men and women where you know we're able to facilitate a dialogue between men and women you know what i mean and really um start off with this kind of generous listening and and um you know effective communication and um and nonviolent communication where mm. there is this this open dialogue between men and women who are wanting to heal that partnership that you know relationship um you know and and also women to women as well you know and men to men like you know how do they communicate with each other you know um effectively and and have these partnerships together and relationships you know and then build because like I said you and I started off you know as you and I and now you know I think we're we're seeing that men are showing up now too, which is really kind of cool. Like that's, you know, I think, and a Poetic you knows, I've been talking about building a community for a very long time. <laughs> this is before I was even in our program, right? Okay. She was like, everybody was like, I don't know how we build a, a community together. Let's, you know, and it's been, you know, the vision's been there. Mm-hmm. But the ability to make it happen because it it can't just happen with people who are not willing to work on themselves right. and grow and focus on themselves and and grow right yeah baby steps yeah. and I think we're you know we're a bit further actually on the journey you know um, sort of looking at what what it is and how the community could operate and stuff like that like what what is it going to be how is it going to manifest and but it is growing. And and people are I believe people will show up and want it. You know there are the people that want it, and those are the ones that are hearing the call. Yep. And some and then then some won't, and that's okay too, right? Like you have the guy on Facebook who's like um, going off about feminism, and I'm like, dude, you're missing the point. But you can. Boy, I'm not gonna you know, I'm not going to sit there and give this whole narrative that he reads and doesn't, it's not going to change his mind about where he's at, right? Like conscious, and his consciousness is, is pro- I would say he's blue. <laughs> sure. I like to put it in spiral dynamics, right? But he, in, in, at least in partnership and relationship, he's still at the like, carol fit, right? He's still like the, wow. the, the Pope and the, the laws and you know i see blue as like the pope right the the tarot and the tarot and then it's like and then maybe in his work life he's like orange right because he's like this successful guy or whatever you know so he's kind of both where he's like yeah i'm a capitalist but i also believe that we should have institutional marriages and (laughs) this hierarchy and i don't know what there's this ultimate truth to equality i'm like okay yeah those Mm -hmm. people probably not going to convince them through a right. facebook post right so it's like i love you whatever you know you know what you know that's cool you know find your community you know that maybe still holds those morals and principles which you know most people are starting to move that, right. that, that's not the paradigm anymore you know you've got to change you got to be willing to change or you're suffering right and it's like you know, I'm
1: evolved out of something yeah. for a reason. <laughs>
0: exactly, there was I mean, an evolution for uh-huh. right,
1: because we don't want to be dominated and controlled. <laughs> I'm like, hello, I know.
0: I love this community. It takes time. Some leave, and some return. Yeah, and it's true. There are, and I think that's part of it. You know, the cool thing is, is that we will. Like, we're talking about healing the twin flame, and and um, and and I think part of that healing is the community. it's building community. It's having the ability to have the community come together and start building this thing, um, which, you know, eventually will happen. Um, You know, it's just a matter of time Um, and people are seeing it. They're open to it, but it's going to take a lot of people um, to actually make it operational. For, for, for the beginning, it doesn't need to be, right? It can be a small bunch of people, which it's, it is already, right? We're already um, getting interest in 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 individuals that are wanting it. You know, they want to be a part of it. Um, I see networking, collaboration. <laughs> yes, collaborate. You already know me. It's all about collaboration. I, it, it <laughs> I've always been about collaboration. And that was the hard part is like finding people that can collaborate because we've lived in such a competitive narrative for yeah. so long oh my god and and i'm like oh this isn't about that this is about yeah. partnership yeah. and poor Pam she knows she hears me all the time go on my soapbox <laughs> that's the twin flame i know it's like ah but that's the twin flame
1: yeah yeah and yeah <laughs> yeah and and that's part of unity on the other side of mm, that for sure
0: mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, and
1: it's healing it right
0: because you had to go through your journey of healing your your yourself as well right and that wasn't you do it you do it alone
1: yeah Yeah. You, you have to and that's why people just want to come and go and wait to show you the show shadows and the triggers and the wounds that need to be faced and healed so you can keep on going and yep <laughs> and i remember thinking at one point i just completed this phase of healing like i i'm done like I just spent two years and I'm done. Oh, and it was like, it, you know, I was the universe let me continue to be naive for like another week or two <laughs> before it was like, oh honey, <laughs> that was just that was one cycle one, or wait. <laughs> healing is forever.
0: <laughs> it is. It totally is. It is. And it's like I always say, um, yeah, that allows you to heal. Show us more. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. It does. Right. Cause you're like, Oh, those wounds are done. No, they're not, you know, they're re triggered, resurfaced. And, and I was telling Jeremy, you know, this, that, you know, and I say this too, even to my listeners, I've said it a million times that the difference between a beginner and a master is not that the master doesn't experience those pains and suffering. It's that they're able to transmute it so quickly that you couldn't even tell Yes. Right. It's, it's like they're able to just get it and transmute it. And, yeah. and you wouldn't even know that it irritated them or agitated them or they were sad or that they had, because they know how they've practiced for so long, yep. you know, transmuting these trauma tra- and they know themselves so much yep. that they understand that it's, you know, they understand it. So that's the difference. And it's just a practice that is a lifelong journey, but it's not easy. And, you know, it's funny because I think that's all I go poetic. I'm like, oh, I'm glad you're on here. She's because I think you were on when I first started the podcast ages ago. And uh, I don't know if you've talked to Linga. I haven't seen Linga in a long time. I don't know how how he's doing. But I had this like, you know, like this little group of individuals on our podcast. And, um, you know, they (laughs) They've seen me go through so much, right? Because it's like, oh, crazy. And it, and it's true. We just go through these things, right? I haven't yeah. seen him either. Should reach out to him, see how he's doing. But but that's, and that's the thing. It's like the individuals at the time, I wasn't even sure of how to make these things happen. And, and I had been doing the podcast for four years, um, you know, and really trying to gain momentum, but to, I couldn't see a way forward, right? Yeah. And yes, I've seen your journey too. That's right. Cause you started, you were like d- contemplating if you want to do Oracle cards and stuff like that. And now you're just doing Oracle cards all the time. I love it. Um, so if you don't know, if you're not following Podic, she's on Instagram, she's on our Instagram and sometimes I'll sh- I share her stuff when I'm on there. Um, she does the Oracle readings. Um, and, uh, so yeah, so we, I think we're following her on women of consciousness. So you can always share her stuff. A master teacher of Reiki Healer. Oh, yay. So yeah. we have a Reiki Healer. That's awesome. Congratulations on that. Um, yeah, that's that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. And too, you know, if you ever want to come on and talk with us, that would be awesome too. Like we are always looking for guests. So if you get on here and you want to just call in and you feel like you want to add, you're more than welcome to come on our show. Um, and yeah, but I had these kind of like a little group of individuals that would show up all the time, and then you know they were asking like, well, what's next? What do we do? And I was like, uh, yeah. i do- <laughs> like, I know. I want to do something, but I don't know how. Right? I don't know the way forward. I don't know how to. I get. It. I can't do it alone. Right? That's where the whole collaboration came in because it's such a huge vision. Right. Um. And right. It's, it's an archetype. Like I'm realizing now, it's this archetype that's like gnawing at me, and I. Wasn't sure what the archetype was at the, at the time, hmm. you know, I could see the full picture right, right. now. I can, I can see kind of the, not the full picture, but I can see the archetype that's calling to me and saying, yo, right. <laughs> here. This is what, this is what I've been trying to get you to see. And I'm like, oh, you know, now I see what's going on. And now it's just, (laughs) now it's like, I have to align, right? Myself with that energy. Yep. Um, you know, and then once I, once I'm able to experience, be it ended up, it manifests out. And of course other people are getting, again, getting the vision, like you,
1: um, yeah. you, know, Dan, yeah.
0: you know, all these people, even poetic, right? It's like the the, the individuals that show up or are, are resurfacing are the ones that are like, okay, we see the vision. Um, and now it's like ready for partnership. It's to, I could yeah. see a way forward now where before I couldn't see a way yeah. forward. I didn't know Absolutely. how, <laughs> and I couldn't yeah. find the community that was doing what I want either. Cause I'm like, yeah. uh,
1: where do I go? Right? No, I feel that for feel sure. That for sure. <laughs> it's been five and a half years or so <laughs> that I've been like, Where are yeah. you, light workers? Like you need uh, to do your work. Like awaken and accept your mission that you're here for. Stop fighting it from your egoic level and realize <laughs> your soul has a purpose and a mission. Like Get through those conflicts <laughs> and like rise up in your power and meet me.
0: I know exactly.
1: Um, yeah, we had to create it.
0: You're absolutely yep. correct.
1: And that's that's where we are good. now though. Like we're in that, like you said, we're starting with looking at like what is the structure, how right mm-hmm. instead of just whamming like through it all, you know, <laughs> we're actually like thinking like- about it and being logical and you know. <laughs> we're letting and we're letting the archetype move through us right we're like oh yeah co-creating we are co-creating with the divine that's right you know this divine potential that's
0: trying to come through which i my personal opinion (laughs) is that it's the most it is the most powerful symbol we have to symbolize what we would call i don't want to say god but but how nature how reality Mm -hmm operates or how our existence operates you know because i can't claim to understand how god or goddess or whatever it is the grand design operates i would imagine it operates the same way because there's this balance of 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 potentialities right like there's this Mm -hmm. balance of harmony that that's driving the force um but i could be wrong how do i know I'm, I'm too tiny and like i always have to say i'm too tiny and insignificant to understand the full grand scheme of things as well you know yeah. just too small but this particular archetypal energy i believe is the closest thing to how nature works and and it, it, it's a symbol yeah. but the symbol doesn't is just a symbol it's, that, it's just, yes, yeah, energetic yeah, yeah. vibration. Yeah. yeah, it's not the actual essence of reality. It's just a symbol of the essence mm-hmm. of reality because we can't, you know what I mean? We have to experience it, which is why I love Kung Fu system because it allows you to embody what that symbol represents so that you stay connected to the nature of it rather than the, like focusing on the symbol right yeah. and, and all that yeah. external shit it helps you to like embody it internally so it's kind of cool right it's like this whole system that that does that and the system developed for um you know to live to find the elixir of immortality to be able to and be enlightened to be able to ascend in enlightenment um not just by sitting there and meditating but actually using your whole body like harmonizing the entire body system which is like whoa like these people were like they're on some whole other level of something <laughs> you know what i mean i'm like wow <laughs> i almost want to be like can i go back just to like peer in and see oh, what was God. going on at these temples you know what i mean I know. like
1: We've lost so much ancient wisdom
0: yeah oh. and and to be a carrier of this ancient wisdom of this system is like I feel very humbled, to be honest with you. It's like, yeah. whoa, <laughs> you know, if I'm gonna pass the torch of this, I feel, I feel very, um, I have a, a huge responsibility with it. You know what I mean? There's a, res- yep. a huge responsibility that comes with it, where it's like, okay, and and I have to dig deep. So you know, I'm talking to them like, okay what you know what is it what is it that i'm supposed to how am i supposed to help these people so you know again with the healing of the twin flame scenario you know again it's you it's yourself and then it it expands outward right yeah. um yeah to into, into community and having um effective communication i think it's i feel like that's kind of the starting point after you heal internally now how do we communicate?
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think it becomes easier like if you are on the healing journey, right? And you are dedicated and you are showing up for yourself. I think it's kind of more natural cuz you're going to want to express your you know yourself. Um you're going to want a healthy throat chakra open, you know, those healthy boundaries set so that in itself sets the stage, right? Because you're not going to allow people to walk all over you while you just shut down and are mistreated. Now it's like you love yourself enough to stand up for yourself and be like, "No, like I I deserve this or I want to experience this." You know what I mean? So for sure, I think they definitely do go hand in hand, but we have to be willing um, to make that conscious effort to like notice our words, notice their impact, right? How we're framing our sentences even. Um, Cause that's yeah. the catch 22 of like the open throat chakra and standing in your like authentic self is that you can then set those boundaries. But to, on the other side of that, people get hurt or you know what I mean? And it's like, well, you can't be responsible for how they receive it, it's in your delivery. In your delivery.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. I agree yeah. with that totally. Something I had to learn for sure yeah. was the delivery. Yeah. So <laughs> I knew what I was experiencing internally, but it wasn't coming out so great externally. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was causing all kinds of issues.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Like just our of. It's funny because I remember reading once somewhere um, that men like their brains or whatever um, are like wired so that when a woman like begins to speak, they register it at like this high pitched frequency. So they automatically will tune out and shut down at the sound of a woman's voice. And it's just subconsciously like become programmed in them. Oh, and I man. was like, are you kidding me? I'm like, that's like how their brain like over the decades and centuries like, like learned to wire itself. Right Was to like recognize it as this high pitch, you know, dog whistle or something and shut down to it. So, like, that's what we're up against, ladies.
0: (laughs) Oh my God, that's hilarious. That's really funny, actually. (laughs) I'm I'm wondering for me, I just think my voice sounds so, I feel like I have such a deep voice. I think I have a deep voice, but could be wrong. I don't know. I know I'm loud. I know I'm loud. La- oh, I'm loud. Yeah, 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 I'm loud. <laughs> but I I don't know if my voice is high-pitched.
1: Yeah. But
0: I guess it doesn't matter because it's still like, it is a different, like, obviously people know I'm a woman, right? Because right. we do have this, this, so maybe that's what it is too. It's, it is at a higher frequency altogether, but that's kind of funny, you mm. know, where it's like... Uh, it's like zoning out and me I'll just keep talking until you start listening
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know I do that with my boys I'm like I'm not nagging you I am literally teaching you how to be a human human being being yeah glazed over eyes completely shut down like let this woman go away (laughs) I'm like no this is how you clean properly it's not nagging (laughs) it's just life
0: <laughs> yeah it's like it's like it's like but when you live on your own and you have a disaster yeah. right you got to yeah. teach you got to teach him Um yeah. what well, that's kind of funny and that's kind of, explains a lot about my nephew because like sometimes I'm talking to him and I'm like dude and then he'll tell me oh and then I listen to this guy and he was saying this and I'm like I just said that like 10 minutes ago are you not <laughs> listening to me <laughs> no like and he's <laughs> probably like no And then he's like, no, I heard you. I'm like, no, I don't think you did. (laughs) And that's fine. You know what I mean? I'm just like, whatever. It's okay. If you don't listen to what I'm saying, it's, it's perfectly fine. But I think the generous listening piece Mm. is where we begin, which is why I think it's important that we start there because maybe we can rewire men (laughs) to start listening you know generously listening and women to generously listen to men so it's like both right like how do we get to that underlying thing Mm -hmm. of communication so Sorry, And
1: and that is on the other side of it, right? When the healing Mm -hmm. takes place, when the masculine has done his, feminine's done hers, like it becomes just natural. Like you don't have to work at it and make it like you're just already there. So like, you know, I feel like in the relationship where I experience, you know, seeing and speaking with a healed masculine, um, I very much feel seen and heard right. in re- exchange. And I know it like make him feel seen and heard. And like, right, it's like, we don't have to work at communication. It's just uh-huh. already yeah. so easy and so there yeah. because we've done because it for ourselves. It awesome. Yeah. Correct, correct. And it feels good. I think yeah. that, you know, the the
0: idea, of, like the partnership and like, um, you know, having, I I, I quit having male relationships for a long time um, because the outcome of what would happen when I did, because I wasn't healed fully. I'm not saying that the scenario pattern won't show up again. Um, You know, that is a possibility, right? Um, Right. Right. But at least I have to learn and try and, and give it another shot where I think I'm, you know, healed enough to have this, um, relationship with men that's not intimate and not anything to do with sexuality or anything like that but the ability to Co-create in partnership and manifest a vision bigger than you know ourselves, which should be the goal anyway of uh, a partnership with anyone, right? Like you're whether it men or women, but if you're in a partnership, even if you're like I care about this person, I'm thinking about like being with them intimately. You know, we do it so ask backwards. We we because we're visual, right? If we didn't have eyes to see, I think it would be a whole different ballpark, right? but we, we do have eyes. And so because of that, you know, it's kind of thrown this like wrench in, in relationships, right? Because it's like, well, how do they look first when, and that's the first attraction, right? Is the look. And then, and then it's like, well, I just am going to jump into this because maybe at the beginning, it seems like it's a right fit until you really start to see the individual's soul and then it's like i don't care how that you have people i don't care how attractive or how i do not want to be with this person there you know internally there's you know they've put me through hell you know where it's a very different uh phenomena and it's very different right hello how are you um and so so again it's like thinking about that where where if you can have a relationship with an individual and, and talk to the individual and get to know the individual, you know, and really, really see their soul. Like that is what's important and not for the sake of being with that individual intimately at all. right?
1: Right. Just
0: to, to be able to, to see them right and feel them and experience them. Um,
1: I think the strongest way to start any relationship is just to like build the foundation of friendship
0: uh-huh.
1: and yeah. let it grow and evolve. And that's like what we don't do in a lot of ways when it comes to yeah. dating, right? Yeah. Um, It's like we know we want like a significant other. We know we want, you know, maybe marriage or whatnot, you know? Right. So yeah. in, like, yeah. we just want to jump to it. We want to be in the relationship that's going to lead right to marriage right. immediately right. from the first date. And that's not realistic. That's not how it works. And we all have wounds and heart chakras. And I would definitely say, like, some of the darkest, lowest vibrational, like, demon, ugly energy of the universe hides behind the most beautiful faces. And so, uh-huh. that in itself, you know, talking about that kind of, you know, that part of the superficiality of us and all, I think some of that is an energetic trap, you know, like, Vampires, mm-hmm. narcissists, right? Type energy. Um, to to be, it's almost like you think of like the animal kingdom, right? Like these big, beautiful insects or whatnot, or flowers or whatever, and then they're like the most poisonous and deadly. Yeah. So yep. Yep. you know, like, be careful what you're looking for in a person, right? Feel out the energy of that they're giving off, right behind the mask. For yep. sure. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Learn your yeah. lesson and walk away. Yep.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's really, and it's hard, right? The, the Our vision has given us, sort of kind of set us back, and in a way not, like you said, because, you know, I think those, those, uh, if you want to call them beautiful on the outside and crazy on the inside or whatever, are there to trigger us and teach us lessons too, right? And we have like folklore behind that, of course, there's always yep. a you know beauty and the beast is the biggest one right it's like (laughs) you know the old lady comes and he's like no and then she turns into this beautiful princess and he's like oh man what did i do and she curses him for that you know it's like you know we it's just it's just a myth or an analogy to to remind us that you know looking at someone's soul and it, it not for relationship per se like you know but to to even get to know people Like to even understand who they are, you know, because people are like, well, it's about relationships, and you know, everything. Yeah, everything uh
1: is a relationship for sure, and I think that's one thing people don't realize or recognize. Right, they just think romantic relationships, (laughs) but it's like your food, entertainment. Um, work, you know, like everything that we have is a relationship. We just got to figure out like how we engage and interact. And there was one thing I had heard once from um, Teal Swan who I would like on, I follow her on YouTube every now and then I'll watch videos or have some of her books. Um, But she always talks about like, there's you, there's the other person. And then the third entity that's kind of separate, but you know, Still connected yeah. is the relationship, relationship dynamic, relationship. so it's its own entity outside of the both of you as individuals. Individual. Yep. That was that a really is cool really eye opening perspective for me when I heard that years ago. Yep,
0: yep. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, yeah, and it, it's just it's
0: it's it's all crazy, right? Relationships, and I think it's a big hot topic because most people want to be with somebody, or most people are looking, or or most individuals are really, um, grounded in, well, we call it the Dantian. You would call it the lower chakras or the root chakra, right? Right. And that potential energy, um, and, and trying to figure out how to even work with that energy, right? So some people are just very highly sexual. Some people, (laughs) and, 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 and they're trying to figure out that energy. Um, and so they're stuck in that kind of bestial, um, really stuck in the body right yeah. um and and so it's like well how do we transcend that or move that up so that we can start to experience like other human beings right beyond that sexual connection or whatever so it is hard with relationships you know what i mean and and it is um looking to you know really understand individuals because here's the deal like yes it's great right and sometimes people will meet each other and maybe they're like attracted to each other um, and they have this um, connection and then they even try to be sexual with each other and it doesn't even work out anyway. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, because if, you, if you're if you working and I know you'd want to talk about sexual energy and I don't mind going a little bit longer, you know, to talk about it. But, um, you know, when you're trying to bridge the gap because sexual energy is such a powerful tool. Um, that people don't know how, they don't know how to use it properly, right? Nobody teaches mm. us. They're not just like in school, like saying, hey, right. here's how you use your sexual energy. They're like, no, you know, don't think about it. It's bad. And they're right. telling it's us a that lot of they don't want us to tap into that, you know, yeah. potential, which is powerful. <laughs> they're just like, yeah. hell no. <laughs> no. Um, of course. <laughs> the life force yeah exactly so how do you move that life force and when you can find an individual that is uh, working specifically on healing and and all that kind of stuff and you can come together and that's why they had tantric right the tantric sex mm. and all that stuff um, when that's why they had it okay and the, and the tantric was uh, so that you can use that life force to create and co-create. Right? Um, Such a powerful thing. And I know that you wanted to sort of talk about kind of what that sexual potential was. So um, tell us, you know, give us some ideas about it. Uh,
1: Yeah. So I just, so I think like every human on our own individual level, like we all have like, undeveloped or wounded sexuality, right? And maybe that's why people don't experience like a high level, right? They have like this dormant, they don't want intimacy, like they don't need it. Um, maybe there's a block there, or whatever, you know? And then I think for like higher energy, like sometimes that can get people in trouble, right? Because you've got to then learn, almost like that inner dragon you got to learn to tame the energy rather than it to like lead you through like sabotage and self-destructive behaviors um but from the healing point of view i guess what i want to say is that like as you grow and heal and evolve like the sexual part of that grows and evolves too so when you're now looking at this new paradigm of relationship and partnership and when it is intimate and the energy is being brought, you know, into that, um, equation. I think it comes a point where it's conscious responsibility about what you're using intentionally that energy for. And so with the power of like the life force energy that's within the orgasm, and this is where like sex magic comes in and the creation, like you said, like you tap into like that creative you know third eye sexual energy like you you had said bringing it up from those lower chakras right and so i think Right now it's about self-gratification, like how in these wounded relationships, it's just how can I have pleasure to my body, you know? And I think that's even where men and women are so um, out of alignment because women feel like men are selfish, you know, where yeah. not, our means aren't exactly top priority. Um, so, but there comes a place when you move through all of that woundedness and you come into like a healed sexual energy. That I think it leads you down the path of tantric if you choose that if that you know appeals to you in any way but there is a more sacredness and I think this is where like the whole lovemaking you know term mm. came in that I don't know it sounds cliche now or whatever um, but I can remember it would make me cringe like as a kid like oh uh, like it's, but I don't know just hearing that term but but it's true because you fully recognize and understand the energy exchange that is happening between your body and their body um and then the power i think to tap into like the collective and again if you're an energy worker like i am like you know there's a lot of potential to heal the collective um with that energy so mm-hmm. But like you said, communication is the first step, (laughs) there's stages and there's steps, but it grows and it evolves and it's all entwined and entangled. So as you do the more of the work on yourself, again, yeah, that as within, so without, it just aligns and it evolves. Um, So I think we need to look at sexuality, like we need to explore that as we're exploring the healing between masculine and feminine. Um, especially with like porn and you know what I mean? All of these industries, um, that are just meant to keep us at a low vibration, like, you know, organization, religion, like to fear you and shame you about, you know, touching yourself, you know, like all of these things where it's that life force has really been disempowered from from us. So, so like there's a deeper... And that's a whole nother a whole episode, other. really, we could dive into. But yeah, I think it's and I think about it's empowering and,
0: and healing as well. I, th- I think it's critical. I think it's yeah. critical because you're correct in like, yeah. you know, people that are like pulled into this like sexual energy and the lower vibrational frequencies, um, you know, and like you said, just for their own self gratification and mm. not really understanding the potential um of the energy itself right of what it's designed for right and and what it means is it keeps you grounded um and not truly manifesting what you want in life either because you're so stuck and the lower, the lower chakras, if you will, are the, we, like I said, we call it the Dantian, right? That's what it's called. But, but you would call it like the root chakra or the, um, I think it's the root. So the
1: root and
0: the sacral, uh, the sacral and the root, right. Where, where it stays stuck there, your energy can't move up. And so, and, and it is such a huge thing because guess what? Sex is such a huge thing. And, and, and here's another thing that I I just want to point out. Um, you know, before we get off here, is that as <laughs> this is always what I like <laughs> about these podcasts, right? Yes. Is the second that you shift energy, you magnetize the energy you're talking about, and this is like the this is real time manifestation, right? The second we switched to sexual energy, we received energy from sexual people, yeah. That's that is that is the potential that we hold to magnetize the individuals that are here. And as soon as we start talking about something different, those people drop off, right? And so it's it's always been an interesting phenomenon for me when I would do my podcast because people would show up exactly when I was talking about a specific thing, right? <laughs> and if you look at the comments, right? You look at yeah. the comments and they're all sexual, right? As we switch to a sexual energy, our talk, or vibration. And it's kind of funny because that's, and you kind of, kind of for me when I was doing that was an, uh, the ability to say, where is the healing needed most? Because where we're, where we're meeting people at, right? And, and then the comments and it's like okay if we see these comments we can kind of see where there's this kind of stuckness right in terms yeah. of it like where's the stuckness um how do we support individuals to move up um and how do we meet them where they're at so that we can you know lift them up if they're ready or not ready doesn't matter either way but but it's it it always um i just have to point that out because it always um it's always like, see, that's how the universe works and I'm not even doing anything, right? We're not doing anything but just communicating and that's manifestation at its finest in real time. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought I'd point that out. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you read all the comments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. and And so then you can see, right? Um, what showed up, right? <laughs> Which is yeah. funny. It just it checks me up every time. Um, so um, so there's that. So um, I think we're coming up at like <laughs> a long podcast, okay. um, but um, hopefully people will listen where they need to and, and they get something out of it. Um, and then Pam will be on next
1: Tuesday. Yep. Uh, we'll figure out a topic, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, uh, yeah.
0: And then also poetic, if you, um, if you start coming in on Tuesdays, um, whenever you're on, and if you want to be part of the discussion, you can call in and we'll add you to the discussion. Um, we're all for, even if you wanted to do a reading for the day, <laughs> you're more than welcome. Pab does, we all do card readings, so that's yeah, good. That's um, fun. um. But, you know, if you wanted to talk about your card for the day or what you pulled or what you're seeing or, you know, kind of like just kind of sharing what, what we feel is, you know, to come or what we're seeing or what we're feeling. Um, so I work Tuesday. Yeah, we can figure something out. Definitely. Yeah. And if you work Tuesday and there's like um, a day that you if you ever want to just come on and stuff and figure something out, we can do that as well. Just let us know. I You know, I really want to have more um People on here, or guests, you know what I mean? More insights and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. D- just, I mean, you can reach out to me on Instagram if you want to, or Facebook or whatever you use. Um, and then we can, you know, determine. Um, If you want to come on, it would be good. And it'd be good to get insight as to where you see things going as well too, like energetically where you see kind of the world, like those insights of like what we collectively kind of sees about to happen. Right. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Multifaceted network for sure. We need it. We've needed it for a long time. Um, And I think, I think we're really, we're recognizing it and we're waking up to it. So that's good. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and now we're learning how to partner. Right. That's what this whole thing was about. Like when you're healing internally, how do you partner? How do you come together? Yeah. yeah. It bring syn- synchronicity eventually. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. So there you have it. Any last words, Pam?
1: <laughs> uh, no, it was it was great. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm good. I don't
0: know. Well, well, happy new year to those individuals who are celebrating. And we will see you in the new year. Yep.
1: Happy new year. Happy new year.
0: Bye. Bye. Bye.